Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Judy Robinette. Hi, Judy. Hi. So excited to have you on the show. Judy is the author of How to Be a Power Connector, the 550-100 rule. And you have a tremendous amount of experience uh, in the in, in the professional world as uh, in management at a fortune at fortune 500 companies and you've led private and public companies um, but really want to focus the conversation on this show uh, around your book and uh, the exciting content in it and so can we start out by um, first can you give the best ever listeners a little bit about your background and uh, how you got to this point in your career Sure. So, you know, I started life as a social worker, decided there wasn't enough money to give away, that uh, I probably needed to be in business. So got a master's degree in econ, uh, started in Fortune 300 companies. And, and then I picked up a Wall Street journal that said there's five ways to become financially independent, be a doctor, a lawyer, inherit it or marry it. And I thought, ah, the first four out. Well, number five was start a business. And I thought, <laughs> how hard can it be? And I got a $1.3 million SBA loan and started a franchise restaurant and almost went bankrupt. Uh, and after that, I became CEO of a public company, started seeing the same kind of patterns. Um, and I did the tough stuff, like raise millions of dollars for people. And it occurred to me that everything in the world that we need is out there. There's 7 billion people. The M1, which is checking banking accounts, are 70 billion uh, Credit Suisse just two weeks ago did a projection that the global private wealth by 2019 is going to be $369 trillion. And there's countless opportunities, information doubling every six months. And so those are all the critical resources we need. And I was troubled that people needed to get from A to C but didn't have B. And they either didn't have the dots, they couldn't connect the dots, they couldn't leverage the dots. So I decided... I was going to do this book to really help people reach their professional goals quickly. So this is about connecting the dots, and by dots, uh, it is the 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 resources, uh, meaning the people, the friendships that you uh, have and you cultivate in order to help make things happen. Is that correct? That is correct. It's quality relationships, Joe. So a lot of people think they need a gazillion people on LinkedIn or Facebook, but those people will never have your back or have your future. So my formula really is quality relationships plus strategy to whatever your goal is. Because most people, honestly, they're in the wrong room. You know, they're spinning their wheels. When I was younger, I used to read this quote and it said, 
if you keep doing what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And I used to think, well, what on earth do I need to do different? And I needed to get out of my box. I was in the wrong room. So let's talk about the 50 plus 100 plus, or excuse me, the, the 5 plus 50 plus 100 rule. What does that mean? So that originated from the notion that you just need a few quality relationships. So there is a, a famous rule, and it's called the Dunford's Law. And Dunford's Law points out that at 150, groups fall apart. Even Roman armies were limited to groups of 150. And so then further research in relationship science, as they call it, shows that our first group of people, our circle around us, is our friends and family. And these are people who love and support us. And it's typically five to 15 people. And then what I, and, but these people know all the same people, usually have all the same opportunities, connections to money, same ideas. So you're limited. You're kind of stuck in a box. That next group out, I call it the key 50. And these are people who are strategic relationships. Now, the problem most people have is they've just surround themselves with people like them. They don't have people that are diverse or across the world. And, and so that 50 is really vital people. And then the 100 is kind of opt in because your network changes, your goals change all the time. So how from a, from, a starting from scratch standpoint, how do you first identify the quality that you're looking for um, versus the quantity? Because say you're starting out in the new industry and you're at a networking event, how do you identify who you should be speaking to and um, the type of relationships that you should be building? So Joe, great question. So the two gating items for me is, does this person exhibit trust in, or integrity? And do they have a level of generosity? Because if they're not you know, generous, they'll never help you. I mean, there's people that can and won't. Um, so usually if I go to a conference or a networking meeting, I do a little research and I find out who's going to be there. And there's a, you know, if many of the networking events, I'll tell you, Joe, are a waste of time. And if there's not people in that room that are smarter than you or can offer critical resources that can help you get to your goal, you're wasting time. And a lot of people just go to these events and it's raw, raw, and they meet their friends and it's all great. But, you know, I try to look for people who have gravitas, who are leaders, thought leaders, uh, you know, people who are kind of the movers and the shakers. But the first thing is, do they have your values? And, and I used to say that I only let people in my network who had a good head, a good heart, and a good gut. And then I kind of boiled it down to, you know, is this person an Oprah or a Martha Stewart? Now, they're both billionaires. They're really good at what they did. But if I had to trust one with my back and my future, it's Oprah. And that's because of my values. And so I look for a values match. I make sure they have character. I make sure that they're generous because it doesn't matter how smart and how great they are. If they don't return your phone call or they won't help you. How do you keep your friendships organized? Because I, you clearly have a lot of friends. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I personally use LinkedIn as a database. Uh, and then that allows me to help connect people because I wholeheartedly believe in your approach and adding value to others' lives um, by connecting with uh, other people because it's helping uh, the person receiving the connection 
and the person who wants to be connected. So how do you organize this? So, you know, when I, and and I'll just tell you, I came up with this. People kept saying to me, you need to write a book on this. And I thought they were nuts. I grew up shy. I was bullied in school. I, I didn't even know I wasn't shy until I was 40. And so when I moved to Salt Lake about 10 years ago, I got post-its and just wrote down from the first person I contacted uh, to, to see where that relationship led, where that relationship led. And then I did a mind map. But now I'm like you. I do use LinkedIn. And I also on Outlook, when I put the person into my the address, the contacts, I'll put where did I find this person from and the date. And I found that very helpful but the number one app that, that I really like is VIP Orbit. And VIP Orbit is a free app for, for iPhones. Uh, pretty soon they'll have an Android version out. And I was introduced to the founder, Mike Muni, by my, my agent. Now, Mike is the co-founder of Act Software. You're probably too young to have heard about it, but it really created the CRM industry. And VIP Orbit allows you to put people, categorize them in orbit. So I've got VC, investor-type people. Uh, I've got fund managers for real estate, global, whatever. And they can be in, in more than one category, and they actually, you know, pops up, shows their picture. It's a very clever app. What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? So Brandon Fugel, who is a good friend of mine in Salt Lake, is number one uh, in commercial real estate at Caldwell Banker. And and Brandon, as a young man, worked just was mentored by a, a developer in Salt Lake. And he went up and down the Wasatch Front along the mountains and became friends, found out who owned the prime pieces of property. He was the first one to have a database, but he built authentic relationships and, you know, now he has a Learjet. So he is very good at building a relationship, you know, doing what he says he's going to do and really becoming a, a thought leader. So he's kind of outstanding in his area. He's on panels. He shows people who he who he is. So, you know, I often say everything you do shows who you are. So think about the signals that you're you're sending to people. So, you know, people have the money. You know, people have the deals, people have, it's all connected to people. So it's imperative that you, you know, identify the right people, get in the right room and build authentic relationships by adding value first. How do you stay in touch with your 5, 50 and 100 on an ongoing basis? Because I believe, in, unless I'm, unless I'm just making this up, but I believe the 5, it's almost daily, the 50, it's monthly and the hundred it's on ongoing basis, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, that's, that's it, correct. Okay. So if that's the case, how do you have relevant information? Cause there's only so many people you can connect the five individuals to <laughs> on a daily basis. And I imagine somebody doesn't want to be connected on a daily basis <laughs> with, <laughs> as, as, yeah. as, as well intended yeah. as that is. <laughs> so yeah, how do you and, relevantly and you know, stay in touch? Your, your wife, your spouse, your close friends, they probably don't care, Joe. And But those people you'll interact with because they love you. I mean, you you see them, you spend time with them, but the, the real critical one is that vital 50. And so not only do I curate great people, but I curate great information. So, for instance, I subscribe to Quartz.com. It's kind of a global newsletter. 
It has the best information out there. I get reports from McKenzie. So I only have about five um, five sources that I curate information from that I glance at briefly daily. And then, you know, out of my 50 people, many of them are high, high-end investors. And I'll find an article about, you know, what trends are investing in, in real estate. And I can shoot that out to 10 people. And so I try to curate really good information and, and keep those people in mind. And I ask them to do the same thing, to share relevant information. I have one individual who kindly shares some of the top, very best financial uh, economic reports from some of the top investment banks uh, with me. And I find that valuable. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. You can't mention yours. And I know, knowing you from the, the little bit that we've talked, I know you actually wouldn't mention yours. Um, best ever book? You know, the one that really impacted me when I was shy and, and didn't know how to, to network was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Probably second is The Richest Man in Babylon. <laughs> oh, and have you read uh, The the World's Best Salesman? Yes. That's a good one, too. Yeah, that's a great one. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Oh, almost going bankrupt. So, um, you know, when I, I started a, a franchise restaurant and thought if I just worked hard, you know, learned as fast as I could, I'd be successful. And, and uh, I ran out of money. And I, I'll never forget going to the bankruptcy attorney. And I was just shaking, you know, with these financials. And I show them to him and he goes, well, you're not even close to bankruptcy. And I said, well, I don't have any money. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to put the hair up the back of my neck, I am going to go after this thing. And I successfully turned it around and sold that business. And you know what I've found is every one of these walls that you hit, if if you go into the fear, what ends up happening is it's not a stumbling, it is a building block to your future because it puts steel up your spine. And I've had several of those bricks to the head. Best ever success habit you practice? Best ever combination of saying hello to strangers, which was really uncomfortable to me, and reading, learning. On that note, best ever, most unreachable person you've reached. Oh my gosh. Well, um, so I was on a panel with Mark Cuban, asked him to endorse my book. He was too busy. And I just had this, you know, kind of lightning thought, well, I'll just go to your boss, Mark Burnett. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> I don't know Mark Burnett. I kind of scour through my network, and, and I find somebody who kind of sort of knows him. Uh, I ended up orchestrating going to dinner with Mark at Park City when he was uh, previewing his movie Son of God, uh, figured out how I could add extreme value to him, and guess what? He endorsed my book. I'm you know friends with Rosie Rios, who's the treasurer of the United States. I'm directly connected to Warren Buffett, uh, Reuben Abraham, who raises George Soros funds, all kinds of people like that. And it's and and I was a nobody. And and this is it's simple, it's easy to do if you just take little steps. How did you add massive value in that one circumstance? Well, I found out that Mark and his uh, wife Roma Downey had funded that movie to the tune of about eighteen million. And, and they were worried about marketing because they didn't have the 300 to 500 million that most of the studios spend. And so I looked at his material, did some, some research and, and found out that he had 
uh, several of the churches that were, uh, you know, providing testimonials. They were helping get the word out through their communities. And I thought, well, you know, LDS Mormons in, in Utah, there's 16 million. It's very well organized. Uh, that should, you know, be helpful to him. And I contacted uh, people at the church. Um, and so when I met with him, I said, Mark, uh, and then my contact. So I called my contact and I said, I've got some ideas that I think would help. And here's A, B, and C. And, and that resulted in me having lunch with him. And uh, I just immediately started telling him what my ideas were, who I would be happy to connect him with. And about, you know, 15 minutes into the conversation, he's like, who are you? And then um, so I, I did that. And uh, then he endorsed my book. And let's see, let's let's read it. I have it right in front of me. He says <laughs> the ultimate shortcut to success. I wish I'd had this book at the beginning of my career. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And it turns out Tony Robbins was a big influence on him. Like, like me, I listened to personal power. And, and uh, so it's, it's nice to have that connection. What's the biggest mistake you've made in business? Oh, my gosh. So I was raised optimistic and trustworthy. And, uh, uh, you know, the biggest mistake was not doing some research, some due diligence on some people that turned out to be uh, one of them in particular was a sociopath and and had a notorious reputation, uh, you know, took advantage of people. So I very quickly raised 15 million for this individual in about 10 days and never was compensated as promised. And so, you know, I'm very clear that there's bad actors out there and I don't wait for the brick to the head. I try to identify the yellow flags and people that are sociopaths, the one gating item they're missing is empathy. They tend to be smart. They tend to be charming. Um, and, and so that, that was a, you know, critical lesson for me to learn. I remember calling one of my friends and I said, you know, I thought by this age I'd quit making these stupid mistakes. And she said to me, you know, Judy, you'll keep making mistakes and it's good if you don't repeat the same one. That That is a incredible learning um, and very insightful, uh, the empathy part. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's, um, it's something that we can all kind of put up our spidey sense for whenever we're you know, speaking to people. Because I, I, too, am uh, an optimistic person and... I feel like, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's good in everyone, but you know, just sometimes, uh, we come across, uh, circumstances where it's not quite jiving with our core beliefs and we have to quickly cut bait and, and turn the other direction and, uh, keep on going. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the good news is, you know, 95% of the people out there are wonderful and many of them are dying to help you if you would ask. And, and it really is true. And so, you know, if you get out, get out of your comfort zone, start talking to strangers. Research shows we only talk to strangers 2 to 3% of the time. That's where the gold is. I mean, you can't believe how many millionaires, billionaires you walk past or you could have the opportunity. And, you know, asking a lot, and, and they have research that shows those of us who were raised lower to middle class, we were taught to keep our heads down, work hard, and don't ask anyone for anything. Well, guess what? The upper class was not taught that. And so sometimes it takes a little extra effort to do that. But I'm telling you, it is so worth the effort. So, you know, two golden questions that I teach people after you tell people your story, what you're doing, 
you ask, number one, what other ideas do you have for me? And two, who else do you know I should talk to? And this is how I have billionaires in my network. Because you're curating the best ideas, something you haven't thought of, you can't know it all, and you're curating the best people. And oftentimes, people can't connect the dots, but if you ask them, you can literally see them kind of shift their their head a little bit and go, oh, you need to talk to Joe. On the, uh, on the what other ideas do you have for me, um, that's after you add value to their life, Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, and is there a way to phrase it? And maybe this is just me, but is there a way to phrase it so it's not so demanding sounding? You know, I've never had anybody think it was demanding. Most people are are charmed that you've asked uh, for oh, the Oh, okay. So Mary Kay, you know, once said she knew the thing people want more in life than sex and money. And, and it's acknowledgement and, uh, um, you know, so you acknowledge people. And when you ask what other ideas do you have for me, that gives them an opportunity to shine a bit. Interesting. Okay. So it's, it's less about, it's less self-serving. It's more about getting their opinion on your circumstances and people, um, tend to like to, um, help others and give their thoughts, uh, and based on their personal experiences. Yeah, and and you don't have to add tremendous value to do this. I mean, you can meet someone and be talking to them and say, hey, you know, like I've done this, you know, I just published a book. I didn't have contacts with the media. I'm trying to get my message out. Do you have any ideas? And and people, I mean, it's stunning. To, I've found a producer from Oprah just by by asking that. Uh, and And I probably don't ask so much you know, who else do you know I should talk to until the relationship is built up a little? And by the way, the only way relationships are built is through promises made and kept. If you if you look up the word promise in Latin, it means to move forward. And and so that's why, you know, that is so important to know you like you trust you. You know, do you keep your word? Do you get back? Do you return phone calls? Absolutely. I love that. Well, Thank you so much, Judy. And what's the best ever place for people to reach you? You know, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, just at Judy Robinette, and I have a website as well. And feel free if you've got questions on the, the book or stories you'd like to share from about networking, I'd love to hear from you. And where's the best place to buy the book? You know, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. All right. And I would also like to give a book away to the best ever listeners. Just go to besteversurvey.com. Fill out five questions on just your, your background um, so I can get to know a little bit more about you. And I'm going to keep that going through the end of November. And uh, then I'm going to do a drawing to give away uh, how to be a power connector, the five 50 100 rule for turning your business network into profits by Judy Robinette. So thank you so much, Judy. It's been a pleasure. Love speaking with you. Love your energy and your approach. And I'm so grateful that you spent time with the best ever listeners.
Oh, thank you. Thanks to all of you. It's a pleasure. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.